Okay, I'm about to go into the conference. We believe God for mighty works. We believe God to do outstanding, outlandish, marvelous um, things that are beyond our imagination. This class conference will not really change our lives, but I'm looking at stuff that will really rapture our spirit, put us on a higher plane so we can view the things of God from a higher dimension and from a higher perspective. We are believing God for change. We are believing God for upliftment. We are believing God for empowerment. We are believing God for for moving us to deeper to deeper depths and higher heights. So before we go into the conference, if you are listening to me now or you are replaying this audio at a later date, understand that through the things that God will be revealing in this conference, your life will be uplifted. You would see things from another different light, and this will help you to make better decisions for your life. Before, before we go into the conference, I want you to prepare your heart, be expectant, and be ready to receive from God. You can take out your brain, pen and your paper, your books, and your writing materials. You can jot down some questions. After the conference, you can ask those questions. It will be open for discussion. To be an, a question for um, discussion. Open for that will be open for discussion. So let us pray. Wherever you are, I wanted to just talk to the Father. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Tell him open my heart this evening to learn. I'm willing to draw from you today. I'm willing to learn the things that will really, really impact my life. Holy Spirit, come and open my mind. Come and open my heart. I am ready. I am willing to receive. Shikatana Manasikatoshia. We are here for a personal reason. It's not about the crowd. It's not about um. It's not about your neighbor. It's just about you. You and the Holy Spirit. Tell Him to open your heart this evening as you draw from His throne, because this is a moment, a moment of power, a moment of grace. The windows of heaven are open unto everyone who will be willing to receive, who will be willing to draw from God. Holy Spirit, we give you the glory. Sweet Holy Spirit, fall fresh upon us. Lord, come do your work. Lord, I depend upon you. I am nothing but a vessel. Without you, I cannot speak. I cannot speak from the wisdom of my mind because that's who, that will profit nobody. That will profit not the spirit. But I'm depending upon you as a vessel, Lord, to, to, to flow through me so your people can be blessed. I pray, Holy Spirit, that the very world that will come through me today will be so powerful that it will change the course of their life. It will bring healing. It will bring upliftment. It will give direction in the name of Jesus that nobody, everybody listening to the sound of my voice, we have a cause to testify and to glorify your name after this conference in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, this um 
this T-Class conference, a monthly conference that we hold on Telegram, the, from the name T-Class as Telegram Class Conference. We hold these um, conferences um, for two reasons, to help us in our journey with Christ and to solve um, those puzzles, those questions that plague us as we serve Christ. So we hold the unique, we hold unique topics, um, we, we treat unique topics that will be beneficial to every believer, every Christian. So every topic we choose are to topic that will help you strengthen your work with God. So that's the full essence, that's the whole essence of T-Class Conference. So if you're here listening to this audio um, on a later date, then you should be, you should be, you should feel privileged because this is another opportunity for you to learn, to grow, and to become better at the things, at the things of God. So today we're talking about um, light your candle and today's day one i'm i'm expecting and believing god for great and mighty work the things we're going to be talking about i just pray the holy spirit will help me to explain those things in details because um with human understanding it will be difficult to understand these things because we're going to go deep into spiritual matters spiritual matters but i don't like to change things that will you will not be able to apply to your life i like bringing breaking down things so that it will be simple for you to understand so i just Pray that the Holy Spirit give me the wisdom to bring those things to a basic understanding. First of all, before we go into um, the light your candles, I'll give you a brief overview of what you should expect in this conference. The topic has already been dropped in the group. Um, you can go to the group, you'll see the topic. Um, the topic for today, dissecting the spirit, um, the searching spirit, the, the, the autopsy of a dead spirit, and how um, some questions that will really, really transform your life. Now, light your candles. This topic was given by the inspiration of God. I never planned to talk on this, but I believe that this what the Holy Spirit know will be beneficial for us at this this very season. It will be really, really beneficial to us this season. So let's go into the conference, dissecting the spirit dissecting the spirit now we understand that first of all man is a spirit man is a spiritual being we only live in the flesh so that we can survive and operate in the physical realm uh, according to the design of the world from the beginning for the beginning of creation man was a set upon in a in a realm that has the ability to encompass two realms that means the earth realm as from the beginning it could hold spiritual elements spiritual stuff but from the fall of man, things became really, really weird and things became really up, became upside down and far away from the original design. So what we see as the physical world is a shadow, a limited version of what was created before the fall of man. So we were given a mortal body and we have a spirit and the soul is the divide between the spirit and the mortal body. So the soul is like an interpreter, it's transcode and um, translate the information gotten from the spirit down to the flesh so we can understand it from our mind so if god is passing an information and is speaking to you he speaks to your spirit so your soul your spirit translate that take that message send it to the soul the soul translates the message and send it to your physical mind and you're, you're able to comprehend so man is naturally a spiritual being but for you to survive on the earth realm according to the laws that govern this universe and the physical world you need to have a body so now this 
law is very basic. It means that every spirit, for every spirit to operate on earth as a physical being, he needs to wear a body. Now, this is why demons possess body to operate, because they know that they cannot bypass that law. Even Christ could not bypass that law. For Christ to die, to save the world, he needed to become a man, he needed to wear a body, because a spiritual entity cannot survive, not, not cannot survive, cannot live on the physical world without a body. Now that is why man was given um, a body, so he cannot operate in the physical world. But there are some misconceptions about her physical state. Now, this, as I said before, the fallen state, the, the, the physical realm, the physical body, our mortal body, is a fallen version of what was originally designed for man. Now, take a look at, a look at, um, at it. When God created man, he created him as a man. He gave him a physical body, but the body that was given to him was a glorified version. The version, um, the, the, the spiritual body was so powerful that it could do things this physical body will lim are limited to now now imagine Ad imagine adam as it was as it was then he was able to name thousands so let's say millions of god's creation animals beasts birds of the air without getting tired that is not something that we can with today because it is difficult you cannot name millions of animals in a day so there were capacities and um, spiritual um, uh, um, spiritual levels that Adam, as the first man, as a spiritual, as a as a human being with a glorified body, that things he could do that we cannot do now. Once the glory departed, we lost the ability to do certain things. But that doesn't mean that those abilities are not in us; they are in us. But but we are limited by the version of body we wear. The version of body will find ourselves. The physical body is a limitation. The physical body is a limitation. So we needed, we needed God needed to do something so we can tap into that innate, innate power, abilities, dominion that was inside of us. He needed to do something so that he can bring those things outside of us. So that was why he needed Christ to die so that we can reconnect with that spiritual power have been deposited inside every one of us. Now we are dissecting the spirit. I'm, I'm trying to bring how important it is for us to to um, so how important the spirit, the spirit man is. Now, when man sinned, his body, the glory departed from his body. Before th that time, he was able to bring forth spiritual manifestation into the physical world without stress because his body was designed to operate in those two realms. So when he lost the glory, it became very difficult for Adam to tap into the realm of the the spirit now when god appeared the bible says adam spoke to god face to face is something that was very difficult if you read through the bible from genesis down you see that the more the bible kept progressing over time the more men were getting far further away from god and the more they began to die very quick now many of those days they live up to 900 800 700 years but as time goes on the the years began to reduce 500 300 200 100 years and now Eighty seventy life expectancy is now seventy years. So as time began to go on, the, we, we 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 lost the connection from God. As time progresses, as time elapses, we kept lo losing that um connection 
from God, that connection from Ambika. And the more we lose that connection, the more it was difficult, it's difficult for us to, to bring forth spiritual realities into the physical world. Now, in time of Enoch, Enoch could still speak with God. Abraham could still speak with God. Um, Moses, those people could still speak with God. But we see those kind Elijah, we see those kind of spiritual manifestations are very difficult to bring into reality today because of how much our body has deteriorated over time. So the full essence of the spiritual man, the spiritual man he has all it takes because he was created in the likeness and the image of God. So he could operate with the full dimension and the full power of God here on earth. But the only limitation is the flesh because it is a fully and limited version. Now, as sin keep increasing in the world, so does the human body keep deteriorating because once a man is disconnected from the image of the Christ, which is the life-giving image, he keeps deteriorating over time. So that's how without without our spirits, it will be impossible for the Holy Spirit or for even the Spirit of God to go into full operation. Because what for the, the order that is being set is that for the Holy Spirit to move, our, our own spirit must be able to identify with the Holy Spirit. That is why Paul says that my spirit bears witness with the Spirit of God. So if our spirit is not in alignment with the Holy Spirit, then there is no move of God. It is not possible for us to move with God. It's not possible for us to bring forth spiritual realities into physical into the physical world so that means our spirit must gain that connection that transcend that alignment with the holy spirit or the spirit of god for it to be for it to be able to bring forth those kind of spiritual manifestation dominion power and grace those things that were in um that was deposited into the into the first man the spirit of the first man those abilities are seen everyone but if our spirit does not align if our spirit is not in alignment with God-given spirit, it becomes very difficult for us to bring forth this um, manifestation. Now, I've talked about the original design. Now, let me go back to the book of Genesis, where God created man in this image. Now, you understand that what happened was that God breathed, in, God, um, breathed into man, and the breath, the Holy Spirit is also called Rosh Hashkodesh, that is in Hebrew, which means um, the breath of the Holy Now, that is a term that is used to describe the spirit of the living God. Now, the breath that was given into man was part, was God giving his part of his spirit into man. So that is why when men keep disconnecting or going away, drawing further from the Holy Spirit or from Christ, they kept dying. Now, we were created in the image of Christ, in the image of God, and the Bible has made us to understand that the image of God is the person of Christ. Now, we were, we, were, we were molded by the hands of God, something that was particular to the, to the, to the making of human beings, and God gave us his spirit. Now, so we know that the, the, the Trinity is in operation with, with the creation of man. So when the Bible says, let us make man in our own image, God did not just come on his own to do the work. The Trinity was involved because the spirit, the breath that was in us is the spirit of God in operation. The, 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 it was God. He molded us. He molded us with his hands. Then we have formed the image of God, which is the person of Christ. So that's just why you see that when men draw away from God, they will keep dying. 
not just physical death, but spiritual death. So when God told Adam that the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die, what what was trying to tell Adam that the, 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 the Trinity will stop being in operation in your life, and that would lead to spiritual death. But Adam could not understand because he was he has not yet grown in that full knowledge of Christ. So when he ate that fruit, a lot of things happen. I'm not going to go into that because it's going to really take our time. But I want us to go into the scripture so I can draw some lessons that we'll be able to apply to our life. Let's check out let's check um the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. A very powerful scripture and one of the scriptures that will really help us to understand um what it means to light our candles. 20 verse 27. Bear with me as I open the scripture. Um, so try to locate the scripture. Proverbs 20, verse 27. I, I, I really love that scripture so much because that scripture it really speaks to me whenever I read it. Okay. It says, The spirit of a man is the lamp. Some other version says, The candle of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Now, this scripture is a standalone scripture because if you read through the Bible, um, if you read through this passage, you you, you understand that none, none of the other preceding verse or the verse before is connected to this own verse. So this scripture was dropped into the psalmist's heart by the inspiration of God. Now, he said the spirit of a man is like a candle, or sorry, is the candle of the Lord searching the innermost part of his belly. Now, this will lead me to the, the, the searching spirit. This, this is what is going to lead me to the searching spirit. But before that, let's talk about the belly. The belly. The belly in the scripture is not a physical belly. You understand that the, in John in John chapter 20 or there or about in the book of John he um he talked about out of um of our bellies we flow rivers of living waters now what is the significance of the belly the significance of our belly is that it's able to to hold life it's able to hold life it's able to bear life the whole the, 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 when, when you look at the belly the belly is where a child is formed in almost all mammals. Now, the belly is able to hold life. It's able to bet something new. It's able to bet a new reality. Now, you cannot think of the belly as the mind, as the mind that forms ideas. Some people say idea rules the world, and it's true because once an idea is conceived, be it evil or good, it has the capacity of renewing or making the world. So let's now relate the belly to the mind. Now, if we put the scripture back in, to come into this very context we cannot really understand let's put it this way he said the spirit of the lord the spirit of a man is the candle now of the lord searching the innermost part of his mind now remember the bible says that the heart of a man is desperately weak is desperately wicked who can understand now some other scripture says that it is it is it say god okay let's go to Proverbs chapter 25 that will really explain what i'm trying to say that will really give us an insight of what i'm trying to say Proverbs chapter 25 is also love that scripture so much so just bear with me if you are with your bible you can unmute your mic and read it so we can save time i'm trying to be as fast as possible 25 it says 
verse 21, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of a king is to search out a matter. Okay, I'm going to read another scripture that will help me to explain these things. Now, the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. The original design was that man's spirit would be like a candle litted to search the inner most part of his mind. Now, when the when when God begins to use the spirit, your spirit will search the inner part of you. That is when the things that have been deposited in your spirit can begin to manifest. Now, if God has gifted you with the power of healing and gifted you with, with dimensions of prophecy, what you will need to do is that He's going to use your spirit to search the inner part of you so He can begin to bring out those things He have deposited inside of you long ago. Now, a man, a normal man can stand you and look at him. He's so weak. He doesn't have any power. He's just like he is. You may easily mistake this man as nothing. This man doesn't have anything. But when the Holy Spirit come upon that man, he begins to use his own spirit to search the innermost parts of his mind, his intellect, to begin to plant ideas, ideas that can change the future, ideas that can change the world, inspiration. This is where we get the word inspiration. This is where we, we cannot say this person is inspired by the Holy Ghost. Now, that's the Bible says, it says, holy men were moved by God and they, by the inspiration of God, they wrote down the scripture. Now, it was because these men were divinely connected with, with the Holy Ghost and so their spirit began to navigate and they could draw information from, their, from the spiritual realm and they were able to put down the scripture without mistake. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord searching the innermost part of his belly. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. That will give us an insight to this scripture. I'm going to explain this scripture in another way so we can understand. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Okay, the Bible says, But God has revealed to them, okay, but God has revealed them to us through his spirits. For the spirit searches all things, yet the deep things of God. <laughs> okay, let me go, let me go further. I say, for what man knows the, the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, the Bible is very plain. It says, nobody knows what is in a man except what the spirit of that man. And so it is with God. So no man can know what is in the mind of God except the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God is the only one that has access to the mind of God. So when we connect ourselves with the spirit of God, we are able to tap and transcend into that realm where we can now descend the mind of God for us concerning a particular situation. Praise the Lord. I just pray we are able to get all these things. I'm trying as much as possible to break it down to understand it so we don't get confused. Now, the Bible is simply saying that nobody knows the heart of a man except the spirit of that man. So it is with the mind of God, for it is the spirit that searches out the deep things of God, the revelation, the mysteries of the kingdom that is hidden in the mind of God. It is the Holy Spirit that searches those things out. Now, that is why the Bible says it is expedient that we be filled and be full with the Holy Spirit because when we are filled and full with the Holy Spirit, we become one with the Holy Spirit. So our spirit now bears witness with the Spirit and they begin to move in alignment. So when we now transcend into the realm of the Spirit to descend the will of the Father, we cannot progress into the spiritual realm that is called the mind of God. There we cannot begin to decode these mysteries, the deep mysteries, kingdom secrets that can be beneficial to us as we are here on earth. 
Now, with this kind of information, that is why it will be very difficult for the devil to penetrate a Christian, a believer, to bring down a believer who have this kind of wisdom and secret in them. So we lack access to knowledge, information. The things of the spirit are vague to us because we have not taken time to meditate upon the word of God. We cannot clearly see how difficult it will be for a demon or for a, for a spirit that is sent from hell to bring down a believer. When you begin to put these kingdom mysteries together, you see that it is difficult. The original design and the system designed by God have made it impossible for the devil to have access to a believer life. Because I wonder most times how they will say a believer is is is, is subject to demonic attack. I, I, I wonder how is it possible that someone that Christ has paid a full price of the blood, have given authority and power, have, have given you access to translate, transform your spirit to walk in alignment with the spirit of God, still suffer under the operation of demonic attack. It is something that should not be heard of. It is because we have we have so gloried in the flesh. We have gloried in the flesh so much. So glory in the flesh. We have glory in the flesh so much that we have been blocked. We have allowed our lives, our eyes to be blocked, to 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 to, to our minds to be darkened, and we have reduced ourselves just to become a man. man. Now the Bible also says is that it said, Ye are gods, but you will die like men, men, because you lack understanding and wisdom. Now, they, they, that's why the angel in heaven was like, God, why what is man that you are so mindful of? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. What is man? There are thousands of mysteries in operation in the life of a believer that we cannot see. So it is when we begin to come into this understanding that we cannot fully exercise our authority and dominion as it were before the fall of man. Because when Christ was revealed into the picture, we went, okay, look at what happened. When man ate the fruits, the glory departed. Now, the Bible has told us, he said, what is the glory? He has told us what the glory of God means. He said, the glory, okay, sorry, okay, okay look at what happened. People say that, um, people, according to theologians, they said, what was covering Adam, since they were wearing clothes, was the glory, which were they interpreted as light. Now, they said the light left them. Now, the Bible has told us that the light of God is the, the light of God is the glory of Christ revealed. The glory of Christ revealed. Okay, let me put it in a simple way so we can understand. The glory of God is the light of God revealed through the face of Jesus. So for, for, for creation, for man to be restored to the original design, they needed to, to be introduced back to the image, to be built back to the image that God had made them to made them as it were before. So Christ needed to die so that he will be able to transform their spirit back to the image of Christ. So that every day as you search through the scripture, transformation happened. With transformation, daily transformation, you can now begin to build your inner man to be like the image of Christ, a representative of the image of God. So when you begin to build your spirit 
daily through prayer, supplication, studying the scripture, and through deep meditation, you can now begin to build your spirit to look like the image of Christ. Now, once your spirit begins to, to take that shape and that form of Christ, what happens is that it begins to gain alignment because the Bible says, uh, he said, he said, okay, from the scripture we read, he said, who can know the heart of who can know the heart of a king except the spirit? Now, the spirit gives glory to Christ. The spirit doesn't talk about itself, it talks about Christ. So once your spirit begins to take the shape of and the, 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 the image of Christ, it begins to gain alignment to the Holy Spirit. Now that's when you now begin to see the Holy Spirit being drawn to you. You cannot discern, detect, and, and, and be able to you be able to know what the spirit is up to per second, per second, per time, per time, because now your spirit has gained shape. You have been built in the statue of Christ. Now the Holy Spirit is attracted to you. He cannot begin to now say, okay, now come, let me lead you into deep things. Let me teach you. Let me open your eyes. Let me show you. Let me sharpen you. So the extent to which you build your spirit, man, is the extent to which the Holy Spirit will work with you. Because the Holy Spirit only gives glory to the Christ. So he will not work with a spirit that looks like the spirit of the devil. He will not work with a spirit that has the shape of a demon, that have that is built the statue of the world. The Holy Spirit is only drawn to the spirit that is built in the statue of Christ. Now, we are still talking about the candle, which is the spirit of a man. So, if we don't take our spiritual life, our spiritual man, very important, we'll die daily. And we'll die a death that leads to decay. But when we begin to tarry in the place of spiritual matters, we begin to choose spiritual bread, food, things that will keep the spirit fit daily. We begin to sharpen our spirit to begin to, 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 to understand the code and demystify kingdom mysteries. To be able to bring spiritual realities into the physical world without stress, we haven't started this journey. Now, how can you say men, 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 men like John G. Lake? John G. Lake was 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 somebody, somebody I saw admire, a fellow servant in the kingdom of God. I saw admire. He was locked in a room with a demon that could tear a man to pieces. That he was so powerful that it takes 10 men to put him into the room. And George Lake stepped into the room and closed the door. He said, Tell the man, close the door. Let me be into the room. He went into the room. He did not pray. He just told the demon, look into my eyes. Just look at my eyes. Because through them, the Bible says the eyes is the window into the soul. So who sits in my soul? Who sits in my soul is Christ. Because my very spirit has been shaped, has been transformed, has been built in the statue of Christ. So when the demon look into what he's seeing, he's seeing Christ, not seeing me. So when the demon just looked, ah, it fled. It ran out. Immediately, without prayer, without casting and binding, the spirit fled. So that shows you how much time he has spent to build his spirit, to, 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 to ascend that level where he, now be, he, he, will not be, he will not be able to operate in the statue of Christ. He don't need to pray. His spirit is already being witness with the spirit. He already have the image and the statue of Christ built in him. Such great men. A. Allen just told someone, go and tell that demon that A. Allen is in town. 
and the demon fled. No prayer, nothing. Smithwigus woke up in the night and he saw a demonic entity standing by his bed. He said he just smiled and slept. Why? Because he knows the spirit. That is why Jesus asked the disciple when he said, Call a squad on fire to burn this city down. See, they refuse. And Jesus answered, You know not which spirit you are of. You are of. You know not which spirit you are of. No matter how big it is, be it healing. Beat salvation, not to win millions of souls across the globe. You want to do things that it's looking possible to the understanding of men. All those things are possible. The power, the ability have been deposited into your spirit. But the flesh, which I said is the enemy, has has, has made it so difficult for us to understand spiritual matters. We can, we are ready day in, day out to chase after bread, bread, money, and perishable materials that will not last, last even a year. We are, we are, we are so fond of the devil have so twisted our mind that we now see the things of the world as things we need to die for. Our work. 80 years from now, 50 years from now, some of us will be no more. Hundred years from now, we'll be nowhere to be found. All the labor, the jobs, the work, the money, the food, the clothes, the phones, the laptop, the houses, everything we so suffered for, we mean nothing. And what the Lord will be required, will require of us is, what did you do with the life I give? We have sold glory in the flesh. You can't pray. Because you come back from work, you are so tired. Or from school, you are so tired. You sleep off daily. There is no time to give to spiritual matters. The flesh, we are the glory in the flesh. We are last sleep. Excuses. I'm busy. I have work. I have meeting. I have to see somebody. I have to do this. I have to do that. Every day. Excuses. Complaints. And our spirit man is shrinking. It is dying. I want to go into the next topic, autopsy of a dead spirit. Now, autopsy is usually done on dead bodies to find out the reason why the bodies died. So now we're going to do an autopsy on the dead spirit so we can understand the things that usually kills the spirits, make the spirit man dead without any power. When you see people begin to act from their natural impulses without, 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 rational, without rationality, you should understand that they have so glory in the flesh that the flesh has not gained control now the order that which god said things was the spirit the soul and the flesh but they have upset the balance upon the flesh first it's not the flesh the soul and the spirit under now the spirit is dying dying every day because they are giving it little or no attention tomorrow will be so powerful i, I don't know how, how i want to say it, but if you listen to this audio Try and invite as much people as you as you can because tomorrow I'll be dealing on the candle 
how to light, literally light your candle. That's why I will be teaching us how to bring forth, spirit, forth spiritual possibilities into, the, into physical realities that we can see. That nothing will be impossible in your eyes because when you stand at Mount Zion, everything, everything in this earth impossible will be below you. I'll be dealing with that tomorrow. But let's take the last topic for today, which is autopsy of a dead spirit. Limitations. First of all, the things that kills the spirit are the, lim- are the limitations in the natural world, the system that the natural world are run by. The things that are running the natural world are the things that causes the spirit to die. Example, the natural order of things and the natural system put in place is for you to fit in. Now, what does it mean to fit in? Is to obey the rules and the regulation of the society things that are expected for you to do. Now, these things may not be bad. They they may be good. They may be necessary. But when we begin to base our life on the system of the world, then our spirit will begin to die. For example, if you don't work, if you don't give more attention to your business, if you don't cheat, if you don't lie, if you don't cut corners or do some certain things, you will not pass, you will not make money. If you don't have money, you are useless. If you don't have money, you are nothing. If you don't work a job, then you are probably going to starve and die. You understand, some of those things are the limitations of the natural world. They are the things that causes our spirit to die because the system forces us to think about our survivor. We are not supposed to be in survivor mode. We are not supposed to live in survivor mode. Why? Because we have somebody who has promised never to live, to sustain us even to the end of the age. So when believers begin to walk outside the promises of God, they now take the responsibility of Christ upon themselves. Now, they, are, they will not be able to quote the scripture where the boy Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my body is light because they have taken the responsibility of Christ upon themselves. It is God's responsibility to look over and provide. He said, the heavenly father knows that you need this thing so, but I want you to seek first the kingdom. It is the responsibility, your utmost priority to put the kingdom of God first. But the system of the world has been built in the way that we need to chase after material wealth, materialism, our house, our cars, our things we need to wear to eat. We cannot give. We cannot even freely give because we are scared. We are scared. If I'm giving this little I have, where will I sit to eat tomorrow? Those are all limitations of the natural world. I must go to school. I must graduate. I must get a job. I must get married. If any of these things is not in place, that means God does not love me. Who told you? Who told you God does not love you without those things? Those things might not be in your life, but Paul says, I was happy and I'm glad to suffer, to be beaten, to be thrown into... For the sake of Christ, I knew what it means to have abundance and I knew what it means to have little, but in all situations, I have learned from my heart to give glory the privilege of our life, but we can no longer speak of these things because the system of this world has turned our mind to focus on materialism and material wealth. We go to the church, we no longer get the truth. They give us 10 steps to make money, 50 steps to make money, 10. Those things are important, they are good, but when they become our utmost priority before the kingdom, it becomes a problem. The limitations of the earth, the limitations of the natural world that causes our spirit to die. The limitations of the spiritual, of the physical world, a falling nature, a falling state of the original design of the earth. 
The original design of the earth was not for men to beg or to or, or to seal the ground or to walk and swear before they ate. Everything that was needed to sustain life was provided by God. If God wasn't a fool for him to plant a tree in the garden for you to just plug and to eat, he wasn't a fool for you to clothe you with a cloth that doesn't worn out. He wasn't a fool to provide all the basic necessities of life, the oxygen, the air, the water for you to live. Now we have we have overturned the system. We have overturned the world. Our mind has begun to focus on things that are not important. The limitations of the natural world are the things that forces believer to act, 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 act demonic, to be wicked, to put to, to, to put forth character that should not be heard of. We have we are we, we cannot emulate Christ because of the limitations of the natural world. We want to make it, we want to stand and so that people will see that yes, we have made it in life. Those are not the priority. The priority is for us to put the kingdom of God in first. Now, if you are not careful as a believer, if you are not careful as a child of God, it will be difficult for you in this natural world to live the kind of life that Christ wants you to live. Why? Because when you are fully engaged in the system of the world, where will you find time to build your spirit? Your spirit will die. It will continue to shrink. The Holy Spirit will be trying to pass information to you, but you will not be able because your mind is preoccupied by worldly desires. The Bible says, try for speaking, it says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. For your heavenly father knows that you need these things. So, but he was telling you, believe us, Jesus was speaking, he said, but you need to do the needful, put the kingdom of God first and live the kind of life that Christ, that I want you to live, then my heavenly father will provide. He said, worrying will not add the hair to your hair, neither will it, will, will it, will it do anything. He said, even the, the, the lilies of the valley, as beautiful as they are, they are very beautiful. The heavenly father still cares for them. He still look after them day in day in, day in and at night, even if their, their, their lifespan is very short. How much more you that call yourself a believer? So as we continue to conform to the image of the world by engaging in the system, the patterns of thinking, the way they reason, their mentality, we will never be able to build a spirit. Autopsy of a dead spirit. Autopsy of a dead spirit. The limitation of the flesh. The limitation of the flesh. Things that causes the spirit to die. The limitation of the flesh. The limitations of the flesh. One of the strongest limitations we have. The battle is not against... When the Bible was saying, do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. The reason is because what makes people to behave the way they behave and act the way they act, and what enforces the systems of their flesh. It's actually those spiritual forces. Now, okay, let me, let me not go too deep. When we begin to take our flesh, the, the pleasures of life, more than the things of God, they, becomes a pro, they, will be, they become a problem. They will definitely be a problem. Jesus was tempted first, there are, three deadly, there are three deadly ways that the devil can wipe anybody off. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the price of, eye, of life. 
The first thing the devil tempted was for the loss of the flesh. Eat food we can't do without. The devil know how much we need food to survive. So he would tend to tell you, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, you will not see anything to eat. You know how the pains of hunger, the pangs of hunger, how it will, how, how, how uncomfortable it is. So stealing might be the next only option. Prostitution, fraud may be the only option. Because of food, you are, are, are forced to go into the things you don't want to go into, the limitations of the flesh. For some people, it's sexual immorality. For some people, it's the inability to control their appetites, unholy appetites. For some people, it is the grave for wealth, materialism, the good thing of this life they can do anything to get it just to be comfortable and to to to, to eat good food live in a good house those things are important they are good but they should not be our priority the limitations of the flesh we are prone to every kind of sin lying stealing cheating backbiting unforgiveness all those things are the limitation of the flesh we 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 cannot, um, we cannot just do it with our bodies. Living in the flesh alone is difficult because on a daily, you have to put up with the limitations that comes with the flesh. On a daily, you have to put, a, you have to put up with the temptation so the devil know how weak our flesh is. He will do the same thing he did to Job to every believer. Uh, take away his clothes, reduce the number of shoes he have, reduce his accounts by 50%. Let's see if he will still save God. <laughs> oh, oh, eh, he's still trying. Okay, take the job away from him. Let his child be sick. Then make his car spoil. Let's see if we still save God. The limitation of the flesh, the temptation, the temptation, or the devil might turn it around. Okay, give him a job. Give him a nice house and put him in a comfortable position. Let's see if we still remember God. All these things are temptation. That's why the Bible says, we do not wrestle. We should not wrestle against the flesh and the blood because the things that influences the flesh to be powerful are the princes of darkness, the ones who rule over the world. Now, for example, social media, things that are going on, there's a trend. But by the creation of, Inst um, of, of um, TikTok, now the rate of, of immoral content increased online, increased so rapidly. Now, because that is what people are drawn to, because that is what everybody wants to identify with, because that is what everybody wants to watch, because there is so much sexual, um, sexual appealing stuff, on that social media, people were drawn to TikTok. Oh, it's fun, it's easy, it's good. Now, every other social media platform is trying to implement the same thing. You have YouTube Shorts, you have Instagram Reel. Now, Facebook is trying to, um, to, to implement the same stuff so that they you know they need to be in business. Now, those are the, they are the, those, the princes of this world are the ones actually um, running those things, putting those things in place so that you be daily be tempted and he knows that the more he tempts you the more you are prone to failure the more you are prone to fall 
the limitations of the flesh. Now, when you add the limitations of the natural world and the limitations of the flesh, when they combine together and establish a stronghold in your life, it will be difficult for you to be built in spirit. It will be difficult for you to be built in spirit. You don't. You will not be able to think clear. You will not be able to. Okay. 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 I need to go further. I need to go further. I don't want to waste time. There's no time. I need to end this class before nine. Okay. Now, let me tell you some bad things that will happen when your spirit is dead. And some of you may be going through this stuff, but there are some things that will happen if your spirit is dead. Number one, God cannot get to you. You may be in imminent danger. Things will be going wrong in your family very soon. The devil is about to shoot an arrow that will destroy your family and bring them down for the next 20 years. But because you have allowed the limitations of the natural world and limitations of the flesh to build a stronghold in your life, now the devil is not the one in charge of your life. You will not be able to sense danger. The Holy Spirit may be trying to get to you to change to repent, but you have completely been shut off because you are glowing the flesh and you have allowed the limitation of natural world to have to have its roots in your life. Number two is that you will struggle with spiritual matters that will not make sense. The things of faith, the things of endurance, patience, the test of faith, trials and temptation to be to 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 to, to be joyful in all seasons will not make sense. To take your Bible to study, to pray, to spend time in prayer, to descend the word of truth, to meditate on the word of God will be a problem to you because you have allowed the workings of the working system of this world to build a stronghold in your heart. Number three Evil will begin to grow in your soul, to gain root in your soul. Now, the reason why it seems that some people will tell you, ah, I don't know what's wrong. I just don't know. I just, I don't, I, I'm just lying anyhow these days. I'm just feeling like stealing anyhow these days. I'm just feeling like backbiting anyhow these days. It's because evil has begun to gain root in their life. When you stay away from, the, from spiritual matters, evil will surely have its way in your life. So when you when you see that you are struggling too much with diversities of sin, it is a signal and a sign that your spirit man is dead or is dying. The next is you become the devil playground. Now, these are the cases where you see Christian complaining. Oh, I've been attacked last night. I was attacked. Oh, a witch, a witch flogged me in the night. Oh, 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 this, oh, that. How can a believer vested with the full power of the trinity be flogged by a little witch a little witch in the backyard will still flog you in the night no no not possible once you have left the things of the spirit your spirit one is dead you become the devil playground <laughs> okay let's go further the next is you cannot discover your purpose your destiny, your purpose. You cannot discover your purpose when your spirit man is dead. The purpose of a man is planted in the spirit of a man. Why? Okay, the Bible says, Jeremiah said, before I formed him, he said, I knew you. So that means the pages, the, 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 that means the, 
this the the purpose your purpose on earth everything about you was written in the realm of the spirit now it's only it, 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 it takes a spirit to conceive spiritual stuff so that stuff was planted into your spirit so if you are not spiritual if you have not grown in spirit if you have not grown to the extent where you have begun to descend the things of the spirit you cannot discover your purpose forget about those people that are telling you do what makes you happy what makes you happy might not be your purpose because most times the purpose will come as discomforts. They will not come the way you want it to come. They might not be the things you want to do. That is why you need to be sensitive enough to descend because your purpose is hidden, planted into your spirit. No, because the reason why it's being done that way is so that when you finally connect with your purpose, you will have every assurance that it is what we are called to do. The next is that you will not be able to connect to destiny. You cannot connect to destiny. The matters of destiny will look like, like, like rocket science to you. They will not make meaning because those things are written. See the pages, the pages of our life, the things we are supposed to do in life has been written down already. <laughs> are written down already. So the information is only released into our spirit. If we refuse to grow in spirit, there's no way we can tap into those information and connect with destiny. And the more we walk away from destiny, the more we feel empty, the more we feel useless, the more we feel as if we are like animals that are existing for no reason. Now, you see how important it is for us to connect to make sure our spirit mind is alive. The candle, the candle of a man. The candle, the spirit of a man is like a candle. The spirit of a man is like a candle. Right from this moment, you will no longer trivialize the things of the spirit or treat your spirit without, without respect. I want you to ask yourself just two questions I have for you to answer. How healthy is your spirit? How strong is your spirit? How healthy? So many of us are spirit and sick. We have so much feed on information on things that are so disastrous. <laughs> How strong is your spirit? When the devil wants to give you a knockout, can your spirit resist? There are trials of faith that only takes a strong spirit to resist. If Jesus had not had a strong spirit, he would have denied or ran away from dying on the cross. So many of us, when our cross is come, our cross is only a pathway to glory, a pathway to greater height. If our cross is calm, if we don't have a strong spirit, we bow down, we run away. And that is how you will short glory from entering into your life. Destiny will be aborted because your spirit is weak. Spirit is weak. Spirit is weak. Spirit is weak. Do you have a strong spirit? Do you have a strong spirit? How healthy is your spirit? All of us are going to pray us. Be honest with what the Holy Spirit have done tonight. I know you'll bring out things 
and maybe it's somewhat difficult to understand things that may be a little difficult for you to comprehend. But these are the basis of the kingdom. There are truths that have been sealed from the eyes of the public because the devil knows that when these truths get out to the public, it will diminish the statue of his kingdom. So you're going to pray and open your mouth. I don't know what to tell you to pray about, but I believe the Holy Spirit will direct you. Oh, Mantaka Santa la Cashi Cato Ratica Balantica Santali Paracatos. O Shipricon de Licite Paratias. Manda Copalati Kelite Parusacanda Ratica Shicati. O Mendelica Panda Latica Roche. O Jesus, are the realities of the kingdom have been brought. To the knowledge of your people that they will assimilate this world and the world will transform their life we deal in a, we live in a time that it is dangerous to be a christian the enemy is out to devour he has devour many rob them of their spiritual right and their spiritual blessings but here lord we are we have discerned your truth and i want to ask holy spirit that you bring this word and make it clean and clear to your people. For everybody who is struggling with a dead spirit, a dying spirit, a spirit that is almost gone, revive our Lord, we pray. We pray for a revival. We pray for a revival. We pray for a revival. Oh, shatada de kazabadadash. Oh Lord, we pray for revival, 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 Lord, revival. Shikanandrekati Adaba. Oh Holy Spirit, we pray for revival. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. For in Jesus' name we pray. And if anybody have any question. Things you want to contribute. We are nothing. Thank you so much for being alive for the conference. Thank you so much. God bless you. Tomorrow, let's try as much as possible to spread the message. Tomorrow will be more powerful because I know God will be teaching us how to light our candles. God bless you. If you are listening to this audio on a later date, if you have any question, you can drop it at our Telegram group, Living Flames of Fire Telegram group. 
God bless you all. Have a wonderful day ahead.